You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everyone and welcome to Nerd Room. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, DC, and beyond. This is episode number 237. We're discussing the WandaVision trailer and Justice League reshoots. I'm on your host, Tim. I'm Troy. I'm Carlos. And I'm Sonja. Oh man, it feels so good to have the entirety of the Nerd Room podcasting again together, guys. It's going to be another exciting week, another exciting episode. We've finally got some insight into what is next on Disney+, and that is going to be WandaVision. We got a trailer, a very out-there trailer, a big divergence from what we've seen from the MCU in the past, and I think that's a good thing, and we're going to dive deep into that trailer a little bit later on in the episode. We're also going to touch on this recent news, this brand new news that Justice League Zack Snyder's Justice League is going back for some reshoots with the big three to really cap off this four-episode miniseries. It's hitting Disney, or not Disney Plus, HBO Max. <laughs> Woo! Can you HBO? imagine? Like, I wonder awesome. like, what everyone would say that was like crapping on Disney, and then Disney just goes in and buys it and then releases it on Disney Plus. Yeah, you would be like, yeah, when I was like trashing Disney, what I really meant was like they're solid. <laughs> These reshoots are so expensive. We had to put them on Disney Plus for yeah. premiere access. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we're going to dive into that, of course. And we're going to touch on Hasbro PulseCon, which is coming up here at the end of this week. And another recent bunch of news we've got The Peacemaker coming to HBO Max as well. And also some sad news. Black Widow's been delayed again, along with the entirety of the MCU slate. And really the running theme here is that these direct-to-consumer services are getting a lot of eyes and a lot of attention over the next year or so. Because with the Peacemaker, WandaVision, the Mandalorian we touched on last week, guys, it's all about that streaming service right now to get that consumption. We've seen all our big movies move out, but these things seem to be holding steady in their spaces at least for now we've talked talked last week about the falcon winter soldiers back at it this peacemaker things popped up justice league reshoots guys it's all about the streaming service sanjay so you better get on with it i know the streaming service now is that like by the river you gotta like stream into the river We'll get you into this at some point here brother i promise but guys before we get into all that news we really have to talk about our weeks at Nerd. It's been a crazy, wild, nether divergent week for me. But I got to hear what's going on with you, Troy, man. Yeah, it's man. been a couple weeks. We missed you last week. You know, if you also want to give us quick thoughts on the Mandalorian trailer, very much welcome that. But what's been yeah. going on with you in the past couple of weeks at Nerd? Yeah, man. Uh, just uh, collecting. Collecting's been uh, it's been great. I don't even know where to uh, where to start. Um, I'll go with the books. I, I, I you know I picked up all my comic books. Carlos and I were going back and forth, you know, discussing Batman. Batman continues to deliver. Joker War is nuts. Uh, let me tell you, and the art is just on another level. It just, I love seeing Batman done this style, man. It's it's so crazy. It's so crazy. Um, X-Men. X-Men number 11. Um, for anybody out there that's um, maybe not a Magneto guy, if you exist out there, you got to read X-Men 11 because, man, this whole book was just designed to have you melt 
for this character of Magneto. Um, if, especially if you ever question whether he's a good guy now, like how how can you get behind that? Check out this comic book. It's a cool crossover between what's going on with X-Men and kind of what's setting up for um, Swords of X, which is the next um, Hickman event. But it also ties into Empire. Um, so if you're reading Empire, there's another battle that's won, which is on the, the X-Men side. And cool. it's all down to uh, to a Magneto. Um, Saga, man. I haven't read much Saga, but I finally collected every volume. So I got all nine volumes. I'm, I'm there. So now I just got to consume them, read these things, and I cannot wait. Because that thing, I know I'm late to it, but that has been probably my favorite book to read all year. Like, I absolutely You're a bugger love it. because you got these, <laughs> and now you're not going to have like the one-year delay like the rest of us. Yeah. Because yeah. I read it to like issue 51 or whatever it was, and it's like, oh, here's this cliffhanger you have to sit on for a year. Whereas you, oh, man. you're going to read that last trade and then it's like, oh, <laughs> shoot, it's Wednesday. I got to go pick up Saga. <laughs> I hope so, man. I hope so. I hope they, uh, they sign back on to continue because that thing, I just, I can't get enough of that book, that universe. Um, and Spider-Man, you know what? It's funny enough. Again, Carlos and I went back with this one, but Spider-Man has kind of turned. It's, uh, it's, it's getting better. It's actually getting better. There's hope. Nick Spencer, there's hope. Um, I'm actually enjoying this book a little bit now. Who would have thought that um, Sin Eater could actually be a cool villain? And they've kind Sin of done Eater? it. Yeah, old school villain. Old school. Oh, okay. But, okay. Um, I see that. Yeah, man. It's interesting. But the, the comic books have been legit. I got Thor as well. I got the Vader. I haven't read them yet, but I can't wait to dive into those. Got the Turtles. Can't wait to dive into those. But um, the figures. The figures, man. Um, ooh, ooh, you had a, a I, week. Yeah, I had, a, I had a big week. I got to cancel a lot of pre-orders because I found them out on the hunt. So I don't even have to, uh, you know, wait for those things to be shipped. But um, Yoda, Yoda Luke, Dagobah Luke, that oh, dual yeah. pack. Got him at Toys R Us. And it was dope. He's actually cheaper than my pre-order. He was $43 at Toys R Us, which was just weird as opposed to like the 54. Yeah, 54, yeah, yeah. That's what I yeah, did so, uh So that's a sweet deal. Um, uh, Plocoon? Plo, Plo um, oh, so the, the original OG that discovered Ahsoka from the Clone Wars um, got my hands on that figure, which is, um, I think it's part of the Attack of the Clone Lines Black yep. Series. But um, I found that guy. So all I need really is uh, Kit Fisto uh, to complete that wave, man. So hopefully I find that dude. Another alien would be sweet. Um, man, the X-Men, the X-Men Fox line, um, that Hasbro line, dude. I picked up the Wolverine. I think it's the... Maybe it's X Men Two, but it's Wolverine in like the brown like motorcycle jacket. I oh, don't was know. Was that uh, Origins? Yeah, I think that's Origins. Origins. When, he, when he wears that jacket, yeah, yeah with oh, the okay. yellow stripes on the sleeve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, so they made two from that wave then, because there's one where he's like in the tank top, which yeah. is fun. Origins as well. Okay, so yeah, so I got my hands on him twice. I had to get him two times. One for uh, just Hugh Jackman to be posted up, and then another one so I could head swap him with a Cyclops. So I could have Cyclops rocking that jacket even better than Hugh Jackman. So, um, <laughs> oh man, I just, I just Said love no it. no one ever. So much. It's, uh, it's, it's good stuff. Uh, for the video games, man, I picked up Mario for those OGs out there. Um, they had a cool Mario collection going on that just dropped, uh, which is going to be a pretty rare piece. So it's like a limited exclusive right now. So I got my hands on that. Comes with like three games, Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, oh. Mario Galaxy. It's all on there on like the widescreen now. So, um, yeah, man, there's a bunch of things. There's, I can't remember all of them off the top of my head. That's what I got in my head right now. I think I'm missing a couple of things. But um, yeah. Oh, Darth Vader. I got the I got my hands on Darth Vader Empire Strikes Back, but he's in like the new box. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Tim was mentioning it before. These boxes are so cool. Like, I love the fact that I can probably display more of these across the shelf now. Way because more. Because just that much smaller. Um, 
really love those things. Uh, Chewbacca, I also found as well for the Empire Strikes <laughs> Back line. So, uh, man, yeah. you, you had a month's worth of collecting yeah, in one weekend. <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's crazy. I need to calm down. That's I love it. What just because you didn't get to commentate on it last week? What mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that Mando trailer, man? Just quick thoughts, and you got to do you got to do the Mando, the Carl Weathers mm-hmm. voice for us. Oh, yeah. Mando, <laughs> <laughs> Mando, man. Oh, that's cool. That was so. Oh, it's so good. I'm glad we got that trailer. You know, we got the EW spread, obviously, like the week before. The trailer dropped. Um, I, I dig it. I dig it. I, yeah. I like that one quick shot we get of the mysterious. Like we don't know if it's Sabine. We don't know who it is, um, but they do make like a Jedi reference and she like disappears. So who could that be? I, I don't think it's Ahsoka because I'm pretty sure no. it's going to be Rosa Dawson. And I don't see why they'd CGI off for uh, like the tattoos or, or, or her makeup or whatever it is. Um, so, uh, no, but the trailer was, was good, man. And uh, I just can't wait to get into this. It's what, October 30th. Yeah, man. It's it coming, coming fast and furious. Yeah. You got the Mendo Mondays. Yeah. That, uh, with all the merch dropping here over the next couple of weeks, too. So it's pretty mm. wild. Pretty wild Mando stuff out there. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm totally in, man. I just can't wait to see where they're going to go and, and how long are they going to draw this uh, this relationship between Mando and uh, the child? Is, is this it for this season? And the child goes off with Ahsoka? Or yeah, I think that's it, man. You know? I think you hit the nail yeah. on the head there. That's, that's kind of like my where I'm sticking or what camp I'm sitting in for that is that the mm-hmm. child's going to transfer over into another series and right. they'll be able to pick up that merch train somewhere else, <laughs> yeah, but exactly. then continue the, the Mando story. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I dig it. I dig it, man. Because all... like you, you go into the Toys R Us, man, you're there this weekend yeah. and it's like a few Blacksers and then all child merch. Like it's just like yeah. head to toe child merch. It's crazy. in All <laughs> shapes and sizes, man. That's all I see. That's all I see. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. wild. Pretty wild. Yeah. How about you, Sonny, man? We had a good time last week talking Mandalorian. You know, you Absolutely. finally watched the trailer. You got into yeah. it. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I pre-ordered Mando on VHS. Yeah. Got that coming in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but man. after watching that Mando trailer on repeat, what what did you get up to? Yeah, man. Well, first off, before we get into my week in nerd, I had made a promise last week to the listeners that I was going to give out some horror movie marathon suggestions. And um, I got a message on Twitter. Uh, Dave had sent me a message and he was like, hey, man, my wife really enjoys horror films and um, I really enjoy sci-fi films. So can you make a suggestion to me on a sci-fi horror marathon? And so I was like, yes, I absolutely can do that. So I went and I thought real hard and I was like, you know what? Everyone knows there are two sci-fi horror films and everyone has seen them. And they are two of the greatest, not only sci-fi, not only horror, but films in general. They're two of the greatest films ever made. And that is Alien and that is John Carpenter's The Thing. So I threw those out because I was like, you know what? That's too easy. You know, I'm not a man who likes to do things the easy way. I like to take the hard way, the road less traveled. And so I got for you three movies, Dave that you can watch with your wife that are guaranteed to be an excellent sci-fi horror marathon. And the first one I'm going to suggest is I, I'm showing the guys this as if this is like a YouTube video, but it just helps me to like get it, get in the spirit. So the first one is invasion of the body snatchers. And you know what? I'm going to recommend the seventies version. The seventies version is fan freaking tastic as Jeff Goldblum. It has Donald Sutherland and it has uh, Leonard Nimoy. So a little bit of crossover there. They did release a 90s version and an early 2000s version. 
And I did enjoy those, but this is this is the best version. And everyone kind of knows the classic story of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. You know, there's people that are living their lives, and all of a sudden their neighbors and everyone else, you know, they look the same, but they start acting a little bit differently. And, um, you know, I won't get too much spoiler territory. I know I'm Sanjay the Man of Spoilers, but uh, <laughs> yes. I will just leave it at that. But this has one of the best ending scenes. Like, in terms of, like, horror ending scenes this one here will stay with you it's fantastic i was really expecting you to give that away there (laughs) (laughs) and what happens at the ending scene is it turns out he was dead the whole time (laughs) oh sorry no (laughs) we're not talking sixth sense are we (laughs) (laughs) i've seen that movie (laughs) shut up I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Oh my <laughs> god, I felt so bad. I was like, really? It's like a 30-year-old movie, man. <laughs> um, and the next one, I'm going to jump ahead 20 years to the 90s, and this is Event Horizon. Now, Event Horizon, it's kind of interesting. This is a film that, when it came out in the 90s, it completely bombed, and critics hated it. But you know, 20 years later, it's got this like cult following. People love it. it it's just this awesome, awesome film. It's pretty much. Um, well, it is inspired by Alien. You can tell. It's a ship that's going through space. It takes place in the future. And years earlier, the humans had sent this uh, ship called the Event Horizon out. And um, it went missing. And years later, they hear like a distress signal or something. And they say, oh, the ship is, is, is alive and well. And then they go in and to investigate. And I'm just going to leave it at that. But uh, weird stuff happens. You know, um, I'm not going to get into too much details. But this is a fantastic film. Sam Neill from Jurassic Park, Lawrence Fishburne from, you know, Man of Steel and The Matrix. Highly, highly, highly uh, recommend Event Horizon. And I think Scream Factory or Shout Factory is releasing a Blu-ray special edition. So I'm going to have to jump on that. But that would be my next pick. I, and then I you really know, hope your next movie has Laura Dern in it to complete the JP <laughs> trifecta here. <laughs> oh, does it? No. Ah. I wish, if, if you told me, I would have went back. But it does have Natalie Portman and Oscar Isaac. So it is kind of a little bit of Star Wars crossover. There you go. Um, Dave will love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this one is Annihilation. This is a film that originally was supposed to come out on Netflix, but the studio or the filmmaker fought to have this released in theaters. And I ended up seeing this with my wife. And it was, man, I, I love this film. This is just such a good sci-fi horror film. It's just so original. I was on the edge of my seat. Um, it's pretty much these scientists. Um, they go into this place. Like this place just appears out of nowhere in, in, the, in the world. And they call it the Shimmer. And, you know, people go in. And they don't always necessarily come out. And they kind of figure out, like, what's going on with this place called the Shimmer. And um, Natalie Portman leads a team of scientists. And they go in and they and they investigate and they get shit done. And man, there are some really, really powerful scares in this one. So highly recommend Annihilation. This one was fantastic. Another fantastic movie. And if you watch those three, you will have a fantastic sci-fi horror marathon. So I just want to give a shout out to Dave for asking the question on Twitter. And if anyone else has any other genre of horror that they want me to come up with a marathon for them could be anything it could even be like horror films to watch with your kids because you know you gotta get your kids in there so i would suggest some films that are you know a little bit 
scary, but like not too scary. You know, I'm talking about like goosebumps, or I'm talking about Are You Afraid of the Dark? That, that kind of thing. So, <laughs> you know, stuff that's that's available for Tim. <laughs> exactly. I love yeah. that you've transformed your weekend nerd into a recommendation segment for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that's my amazing. Weekend nerd. It's your weekend nerd. <laughs> I will. I'm gonna add one to that one. One of my favorites in. I don't do a lot of horror stuff, but it's Sunshine in that sci-fi oh, space. Oh, such a good film. With Chris Evans, with my dude Cap. It's it's great. <laughs> I really like that film. So I'm going to toss that into the mix as well. Absolutely. That's a must-see. I think I picked that one up when Blockbuster was going under. So it was like 50 cents, and I had never even heard of it. Sunshine. And it was so good and so creepy. And just, Ben, Chris Evans, he just does nothing but good movies. So That's check right. it out. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. And uh, for my other weekend, you know, not too much. I had a visit from the Batman himself on Batman Day, and he was uh, unloading some hockey jerseys on me, and I was giving him some digi codes. And, you know, we're doing the exchange, socially distant, of course, and uh, we both had our bat masks on. And uh, it was nice to see the Batman on Batman Day. He gave me this lovely Calgary Flames jersey, which I will get lettered up um, and wear to – the dome loud and proud every time the flames are playing. If I can ever see a hockey game again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, by that time they should hopefully be good again. (laughs) And um, besides that, um, you know what? I'm actually not much, you know, not much. I I hooked him up. Uh, Maybe he'll get into that with the ghostbuster figure from Walmart. But uh, besides that, you know, just uh, recommendations and trading. So wheeling, dealing, Styling, profiling, kiss stealing, limousine, limousine riding. <laughs> Ric Flair. Woo! Ric Flair. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's oh, fun. man, that's fantastic. I love hearing your wacky, wild weeks. And the recommendations is great, especially this time of year. I was thinking, guys, we should. it's unfortunate that we can't get together, but I would love to sit and watch like a really scary movie and have you guys just laugh at me. <laughs> be like cowering into <laughs> Troy's hand. shoulder or something. <laughs> you, say you just want Troy there to protect you. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> so, Carlos, my dude, man, what's, what's been going on? We had a great, we had a great Batman day this past Saturday. We dropped a bonus episode with Pete from Straight Outta Gotham. So, shout out to Pete and the crew over there. It was a fantastic time. Everyone loved the episode, so it was a ton of fun there. But what'd you get up to, man? Other than this, you got this celebration of this coveted day. Yeah, man. You know what? My Weekend Nerd was all about Batman Day. And it's like, uh, just like Sonny said, it's like I got to go around like Santa Claus and make my rounds to all <laughs> the good little boys and girls out there and spread that bat love wherever I wherever I go. But yeah, no, it was kind of cool. Like on the eve of Batman Day, I get a text message from my priest saying like, hey, dude, are you still up? And I was like, yeah, barely. Why? What's up? And he's like, I got to stop by. And uh He's been dipping into the Kijiji hunts, and he's hunting micro-machines. But with uh, one of the guys he went to go do a buy from, he ended up finding the animated version of the McFarland bats, but the blue variant of it. So this is like the animated-style Batman, but with like the superpowers color on him. So, yeah, it was kind of neat, and he knew that that was the like one of the ones I didn't have or whatever. So now I got both variants from that first couple waves of McFarland. So that was the eve of Batman day and like Batman, Batman day, day Eve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wake up, had, had the bacon for breakfast as our boy <laughs> Dave denoted. So that was cool. And it was just like, I totally immersed myself in Batman like all day. So like fired up my bacon and had uh, Batman hush going 
And then from there, rocking the Danny Elfman score and the Prince soundtrack, I yeah. headed off and uh, went up to a dude's house that I found on Kijiji and bought the hardcover for uh, Batman White Knight, but the second volume of it, so Curse of the White Knight. So that was pretty cool. And then from there, I went to Sonny's house where he facilitated getting my wife, uh, one Roman, on this sweet, sweet Best Buy exclusive steelbook. But in order to fulfill Batman Day, he included a few uh, digi codes for a few of the Bat movies that I didn't have on digital. And then from there, came home and uh, got my hands on that Spin Masters Batmobile that our boy Pete recommended when he was on the show with us. And so this thing was actually made to fit like the big 12 inch little kid Batman figures, but the car is actually to scale perfectly with the McFarland figures. Like if you use the big spin master dolls in there, it's basically like this coffin, like the figure fits in there <laughs> and you just close the top on it. Um, it's not the scale even remotely. The figures are way too big, but um, the McFarland figures, a, they scale perfectly with that thing. And B, they look beautiful with it. Cause yeah. like the car is kind of an all timer car. Like it certainly channels a lot of uh, the, Sean Murphy's art for Batman White Knight. So that was a figure I took my unboxing picks with. And those are on like the Instagram for the show. If you want to check them out. But uh, it also has like a bit of a Arkham Knight vibe to it. Or Arkham Asylum actually. That first game. Or just like kind of a sweet generic Batmobile. So yeah. Anybody out there hunting for Batmobile for your McFarlane figures. Honestly. You can't beat the price. It was like 22 bucks US. And it came with like two 12 inch dolls which are great for kids like i gave mine to a little dude that goes to church with us and um yeah 15 bucks for this car can't beat it and then uh yeah after unbox and fired some pictures up rock detective comics 1027 to mark batman day poured myself a couple drinks played <laughs> through a little more arkham city i've been doing a playthrough on the remastered version of that so i'm i think i'm in the final third of the game and then once the drinks started kicking in and i couldn't video game anymore i uh, closed it out by watching uh, beware the batman and oh nice yeah. that's, that's a, a nice throwback yeah it's a super cool animated show that was cut way too short and um to date still my favorite design for the batmobile i think it's an all-timer and uh it's a cool show and if you haven't checked it out i definitely recommend it the episodes are probably everywhere online and i had the first volume on blu-ray and i was enjoying it enough and drunk enough that i ended up buying the second volume off of amazon <laughs> ah, i love it that. <laughs> <laughs> well, a, you know, a few drinks tip tip click click <laughs> yeah totally well I, I went on there and it's like one copy left on amazon.ca i was like well i gotta have it it's meant to be that was the capper for uh for batman day Oh but, man, I I really expected no less than that. That that is an epic, epic weekend, epic day yeah, to celebrate well, Batman. It was ridiculous, man. Like I don't think I didn't have some form of Batman going on in the background of that day the entire time. Like no moment in my car was there not a soundtrack playing <laughs> or like making dinner had just some of the movies that Sonny bequeathed onto us on the going on in the background, like. Which is cool. Like, Incredible. certainly put a pin in it. 
Incredible. Wow, I love that, man. <laughs> you know, my, my, my bat day wasn't quite as exciting. I did pop on our episode that we recorded, the bonus one we dropped in the feed on Saturday there, and, and had a good listen, a good muse with with Pete again and talking retro toys. So we had a ton of fun with guy with that guys. Go check it out in the feed right now. It it's a great, it's a relatively short episode. We kind of walk through some of the history of the toys and and just really get into Batman Day. And then to top it all off, guys, I was at the I was at the shop and I had this plan in mind. I go in, Marty's got all this stuff lined up. Boom, three jokers just sitting right there. I'm like, I'm pulling the trigger. We talked nice. about it with Kyle last week, and you guys have been raving about it. So I grabbed the, the 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 floppy or the thick floppy that it is. Beautiful, beautiful cover. I got the Joker with the dynamite sticks on it. Burned through it on Batman Day. Not exactly a Batman-focused comic, but nonetheless, in his rogues gallery. But I love the story. And to be honest with you, not having read a ton of Batman books or Joker-focused books, I found I understood all of it. Like I got through, didn't really question anything. I had read most of the the stories that are somewhat alluded to in this, and it, it's it's a great story. I loved it, and so I'm definitely doing the. I'm assuming there's book two and three on this. Yes, yep. and yeah, it was it was kind of a cool way to to take a little bit of a deeper dive into DC and into the Joker. There, it, it's it's something different, which I really liked, and I always like those those focused Joker stories. I'm a huge Joker fan. And I, I just really, really enjoyed that one. So that was kind of my, my Batman Day celebration. I didn't do any tip, tip, click, click on the on the gold card uh, Batman stuff. But I did find myself down a different rabbit hole <laughs> over the weekend. And I had said earlier in the year, Funkos, I'm out of Funkos for now. You know, I'm not, I'm, it's just too much and I've got mm. enough. But then I found myself late one night on Kijiji, as we all do, Scrolling through Funko Pop, I went through every single Funko Pop listing, looking hey, at. Did you see my Funko Pop listing? I had one on there. Oh, I didn't actually. Yeah. Maybe I did. I would no. If I saw it, I would have definitely like pitched you like some like, crazy Ridiculous amount of money. Offer, like six hundred bucks. Like, Troy's oh done my that. God. Troy's done that to me before. I had some Marvel Legends up, and he he posted, "Oh, you have this," and he's like, "I'll give you double." <laughs> at first, I was like, "Well," I was like, "Ah," <laughs> but. uh so I ended up, I went through every listing because no one lists things, right? It's just like Funko and you have to go into the Kijiji ad to see and look at the pictures and all that. And so I get scrolling through favorite a bunch and I wake up the next day. I'm like, okay, I'm going to look at this stuff because I find that, that pops, I love them as accent pieces in the same way I love a Pez as an accent piece to a collection. And I've been taking this real deep dive into nostalgia with Jurassic Park recently and Turtles, of course. I've talked about it a lot. And so I found myself down the Jurassic Park Funko Pop rabbit hole. And the thing that's okay about it, or at least I've justified this in my head this way, is that it's relatively limited for now. And so I got into the 25th anniversary pops. I got into the Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom pops. And as I was down that same rabbit hole, I found a couple I Baxter Stockman, a, a Funko Pop from Turtles. I found a couple cap pops I didn't have the 75th anniversary. So doing some wheeling and dealing, some Amazon purchasing as well of Funko Pops. And I found myself with about half a dozen or so new Funko Pops in the room as <laughs> part of the collection. <laughs> so that was kind of the real big focus. And to be honest with you guys, I had a lot of fun with it. You know, scrolling through, trying to figure out what I wanted, setting up some rough ground rules for what it was I was doing. And then executing on that plan. And I've, I've made a promise to myself and I pulled out I have a couple more bins of Funko Pops and I yanked out a bunch of exclusives that are never going to go on display. And I said, 
for whatever came in, equal amount of pops got to go out. Nice. And so I'm going to be listing a few things and trying to to create some hunt capital for for this weekend coming here. And then also, yeah, big shout out to Sanjay. He he hooked me up with the Slimer new Ghostbuster figure that showed up at Walmart. I haven't seen it, but he managed to find this. It was only 18 bucks, which is the same price as the three three quarter inch figures that um, that they have out there. And I just wanted the Slimer and the State Puff Mar- Marshmallow Man because I have my original Slimer behind me. I was like, oh, this would be cool to just have on card. I'll just put those two up in the collection, and then I'll go back and get actually get the vintage Ghostbusters that were kind of replicated in that line. So it uh, it was a great week, another big, deep nostalgia dive. I found it pretty cool on the Marvel Legends and the Black Series stuff. But hopefully this weekend, guys, hopefully this weekend we get some more Marvel Legends here. You know, I know the Black Series has just been crazy. The year of the pre-order is going to continue here because we're going to be walking into Hasbro PulseCon this weekend, guys. Friday and Saturday, the 25th and 26th of September, we've got a big, a much bigger convention, online virtual convention that I had originally expected. Hasbro has really embraced this virtual space over the last six, eight months and been doing these Phantom Fridays, sometimes Phantom Mondays. Joe has been reinvigorated in a huge way and really weighing down our good, our good dude grabs here <laughs> on, on the wallet side of things because holy moly, they've been coming fast and furious with that. Transformers, Power Rangers, everything's been really reinvigorated even in the absence of major physical hunts. The online stuff has been crazy. And so they've collected quite an agenda for the next two days. And it spans Dungeons and Dragons. They got Joe Maglanello doing his thing and really pumping up that atmosphere, which is really awesome to see. Two Star Wars panels on the 25th. Marvel Legends panel on the 25th as well. The cap out the day. They've got musical performances. Fall Boy, Tenacious D on the following day, which is crazy. We've got the Joe panels on, on the 26th. We've got Transformers, Ghostbusters. So it's pretty wild what Hasbro has amalgamated here into their own two-day convention. You know, really with the lack of these major conventions, San Diego Comic-Con, New York Comic-Con was canceled, and all these in-between places that they really do reside and use those as launch pads for their product here, they've really embraced in the same way that DC did this virtual convention style and really going big into this. But what I want to know from you guys, from Troy, Sanjay, Carlos, guys, what are you excited about here for Hasbro PulseCon? And what is kind of your one prediction or your one want out of this convention as far as announcements? They've promised all sorts of surprise, new figure reveals. HasLab is back with Star Wars 2. So, Troy, man, what is it sure. that you're excited for at Hasbro PulseCon? And what's that one thing that you're really hoping, fingers crossed, gets announced? Yeah, um, well, I guess um, I'm probably hyped for Marvel Legends the most. I feel yeah. that line has not cool. That that line just keeps firing on it, all cylinders. Um, the Power Rangers, I mean, I, I'm pretty much good now. I got the Yellow Ranger on pre-order somewhere out there. So whatever happens with that that line, I'm okay because I'm walking away from it <laughs> after after this. Um, you know, um, hmm, Star Wars Black Series. It's so hard to say right now, man. That that. I don't know. I mean, we've got Return of the Jedi stuff a little bit, right? Already yeah, with the, the um... Heroes of Endor packs that are coming out. Yeah. With Han, Leia, Luke, Ewok, Admiral Akbar. So they're leaning mm-hmm. into that era already. 
yeah, so it's it's tough to see. I don't know if we're going to go back further, maybe more Clone Wars kind of figures to be released. Um, I guess Mando's too soon because we haven't seen enough of season two. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Marvel Legends, and I'm going to go with X-Men. I'm going to keep going with the X-Men. I'm thinking House of X, Powers of X, mm-hmm. something along with that line. We need that that Professor Charles Xavier with that cool new Cerebro helmet going on. We need uh, a Magneto in that all-white suit, that white and black suit. Um, Cyclops as well, and that new look, the Jean Grey, all that stuff, um, a new magic. So I'm going to go with X-Men, and I'm, I'm hoping for that, man. Awesome. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah and yeah. X-Men has just been killing it lately, whether it's the throwback stuff, the Fox line that you've been doing the deep dive into. Yeah. And we heard rumors a while back, and it may be even a confirmation from Hasbro, that they're embracing that Hickman run. Yeah. And so we're yeah. going to be getting those figures, and I think you're you know you're probably right that we're going to see those figures in some form here at Hasbro PulseCon. Very very exciting on the yeah. Marvel Legends yeah. side of things. What about you, Carlos? Man, you're you're really dipping your toe a little bit into the Black Series here. If we can get you that that Mando, that Beskar Mando, but Joe Transformers, they've got the War for Cybertron. They've promised a a reveal here at Hasbro PulseCon. What catches your eye here, man? I don't know, man. Like, I, I've been so preoccupied with that Mando. Like, I haven't hunted so hard for anything <laughs> in a decade. Like, it's it's ridiculous. There was, like, I walked out of that Northland Walmart, and I was like, damn it, Tim, I was out. I was totally out. And now you got me in this nonsense. Yeah. That, that, I think that's when I sent that text cursing the stupid medal ceremony, Luke. Yeah. I was sick of, sick of seeing that guy. But, uh, yeah, like, I, I hope that we get an announcement about... Uh, season two Mando that they're doing a case of just Beskar Mandos so that everybody can have one. Cause it's ridiculous. Everybody wants that figure. Let us have it. Doesn't need to be worth anything. Lots of characters to play with for chase guys and collectors and scalpers and whatever have you. But, uh, you gotta give the people, you gotta give the people the main character. Um, as far as like the transformer stuff, I don't want to see anything because I don't want to get tempted. Like, <laughs> Man, I, I find myself lingering in those aisles, like kind of thinking about the Jeff Fire, and now I can't find him anymore, so that makes me want him more. And then, like, the they did, like, the studio series figures, and I wasn't messing with those too much because I'm not really into the Bayformers, but then they're doing the ones from Bumblebee, where they're basically, like, updated versions of the Transformers I love, and I think those are, like the ideal representation of those characters so yeah i'd like to mess with that a little bit so yeah maybe something in that space like if there's a studio series of some more of the autobots from the beginning of that movie so like ah probably wheeljack and Soundwave would be the two that i would love to see um as far as the exclusives that they have right now so far so good (laughs) <laughs> the Quintessons are the only ones that they revealed. And if I'm going to mess with Transformers, the Quintessons ain't going to be it. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if they'll do a big reveal because having their own studio, they could conceivably show that first trailer for Snake Eyes. From what I understand, the movie's pretty far along, if not in the can kind of thing. So, And I know Henry Golding, who plays Snake Eyes, is going to be one of the guests at PulseCon. So... <clears throat> You know what? That's going to be my big bull prediction is going to be Snake Eyes trailer. And uh, I would like to get my hands on a Snake Eyes figure. But twice now I've watched somebody walk away with it and (laughs) had to hold myself as an upstanding member of the community and not jump them Storm Shadow (laughs) style. (laughs) 
<laughs> take that figure. It's so tempting sometimes, though. It's like oh, man. just this in this moment, you just have the the white flash before your eyes, and all of a sudden you got the figure in your hand. There's a dude on the ground. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible, man. It's terrible. Like, and I, like, all I gotta say is thank goodness for Todd McFarlane, where he's like scratching that pat plastic itch, because I can only imagine with the Netflix Transformers and the uh, GI Joe classified lines coming out. I would have been in a whole world of trouble had had Uncle Todd not kept me on the straight and narrow. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Sonny man, what about you? Yeah. You're a fan of Tenacious D, right? Absolutely. You yeah, gotta Jack tune Black's in here to catch man. them on Saturday here. So Saturday, this Saturday, this yeah, Saturday, man, the 26. I think it's a Saturday. So they're gonna be on stage or some virtual performance. That's pretty cool. But you're gonna kick around after that. You got the Ghostbuster panel. Any, any of this stuff make you itchy? Uh, you know, Troy's talking about those Fox X-Men movies. If they, you know, expand that line, I'll totally be down. Ooh. Maybe, who knows? Maybe they'll have a Ben Affleck Daredevil figure. Maybe they're going to do the Fan Four Stick line. You know, they haven't made any figures for any Fantastic Four films in a long time. So, if, or maybe like uh, Elektra. Maybe, you know, they're just going to get all, go back and collect Howard the Duck. You know, maybe they're going to finally release a Howard the Duck figure. You know what? Um, that probably has some... I think out of anything you just said there, Howard the Duck is the most probable. <laughs> I, I would buy it. No, that'd be awesome. Howard the Duck and uh, Leah Thompson's character, they can go off and do Sunny. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything further. You've seen the movie. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, man. Um probably not but i will be on the look for you guys when um it drops and you're like hey sonny next time you're at walmart can you can you look for me and you know set eyes yeah man well you know i don't even charge that much mock-up you know i add 10 percent um world plague fee so i'm going out you know to look for you i add a five percent sunjay tax uh gst is five percent for you ten percent for me so i add that (laughs) um so you know at the end of the day if you buy something if i buy something for you for 20 bucks you know i i, I keep 35 bucks and then you pay 20 bucks so so, so you must 55. Have stole this slimer figure for what you charged me for it <laughs> i had to return a lot of stuff to get that slimer figure. <laughs> <laughs> well guys you know i've been looking forward to hazard repulse gone here for a couple of weeks now and I'm like you, Troy, man. I'm focusing right in on the Marvel Legends here. I've gone well over six, eight months without an announcement of what is next for the MCU. And so given, and we're going to talk about this in a few minutes, given that they've pushed the movies way out into 21, this leaves a humongous gap between films and between figures, really. Like we got those Black Widow figures, and that's all that's been released this year. I'm really hoping... And I've been saying this for weeks now that they do another dip back into phase one, two, and three and fill out some of that figure line. I really need another 10-year anniversary type of release for some of these figures. Get it, getting us like back to Iron Man 2, even the Incredible Hulk. How cool mm. would it be to have like a Norton lookalike Hulk for that? For oh, that I'll get that one in oh. a second, man. Instantly, man. Oh, I don't care yeah. what that thing costs. I yeah. want that. Suitcase yeah. armor, star-spangled man with a plan. I've said this a million times, guys, but they got to do it. I would love to see them dip back into that line because realistically, the Winter Soldier was 
this relaunch of the Marvel Legends as we know them now. And there was some weird Iron Man 3 figures in the old card back, almost the Toy Biz looking card backs, before they really relaunched the line. And so most of Phase 1 doesn't really have much representation. they got to revisit it. That's what my fingers are crossed for, for Hasbro Pulse Con here. They've embraced the Fox universe. I want them to go re-embrace the MCU. Because it like conceivably, before we see those Eternal figures, it's going to be November of 21 before we get a, a new set of movie figures because we've already had this Black Widow stuff out. So that is a humongous gap and a big line for them. And so they have to think of these strategies on how to continue to push the MCU figures out and revisiting old films. There's a ton of characters to do. So that's where I'm at with that. The Black Series I've been a bit cool on as of late. I would love to see some more Episode 1 figures, though. I'd love to see a Jar Jar Binks is kind of one I've got my fingers crossed for because that's kind of one of the few Black Series areas that i've decided okay if they put those out i've got those nice card backs that rick snagged me from celebration i've got the qui-gon i've got a little tiny episode one case here so i'd love to see them do a bit more of that and celebrate that prequel especially episode one it's always gonna have a fond place in my heart and i'd like to see a bit more figure representation there and then i'm gonna be spreading the love across all of the dudes all the twitter gang everyone's collecting all the guys and gals that are participating in all this and so you guys need something let me know i've already you know tap grabs on the shoulder and said i'm gonna make sure we can try to get this uh this cobra commander for you from this exclusive drop coming up here and what else is coming man if that stuff is is flying out there let me know i'm, I'm happy to help with joe ranger ghostbuster stuff whatever oh one more thing for marvel legends troy doing me wrong Damn it. By tempting me What's with that? those three and three quarter inch retro Marvel Legends figures. How could I forget? Man. <laughs> because you blew my mind like a few hours ago showing me those. It's just like, I was holding strong with so many things, yeah. but that's my jam. Like that channels that Secret mm. Wars energy for me. And I'm like, oh, these just don't come with the shield. The packages yeah. are even nicer. Like, oh, it, yeah, those yeah, things are fire, so, man. Like, I don't, I don't really do the three three quarter line, but after seeing those, I'm like, I need these. I, I like. I was telling you off, off off air there that I think that's the one thing I would probably collect every figure. Like I would actually go on my way to collect that whole line if they released each Marvel roster in that format because it's like a new, it's a completely new uh, like body mold for these three and three quarters. And like the packaging what? looks incredible. The Spider Man. Did, did they the announce that they're going back and doing that? They showed them. Yeah, yeah they, they showed, showed them. Oh, I totally missed that. Yeah, they look really nice. They look really they haven't good. done cool. a three and three quarter inch since the Marvel Universe line ended. Yeah. Ooh, that was a, like three, four years ago. Yeah, this is more of like a throwback to um to that Secret Wars line. Oh, way, yeah, they kind of got like a silver agey, bronze agey kind of yeah. look. Well, yeah, bronze agey kind of look to them. Like, yeah, they look That's solid. Tempting. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. like that Iron Man had like that Bob Layton feel to the packaging art. So, mm. and like simple yeah. articulation, like they lower the articulation, but it's like it's not for the posing, right? It's just for like basically inbox looking. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That's that amazing. It. Yeah. It's very, yeah. very exciting stuff there, guys. There's going to be a lot of information dump over the weekend, and we're going to be re- revisiting it and breaking it down in some detail next week. So I can't wait for that. But we got to move on here, guys. And let's get into some of this big, big news that was just dropped today. Look, we've had four or five different outlines for this particular episode <laughs> over the last two days because <laughs> of this revolving door of news 
and we've just kind of cherry picked some of the bigger things here. And we're going to pick up some of the stuff next week, like the She-Hulk casting and a few other major announcements that we just couldn't fit into this week's episode. But one that would dropped on our laps just a few hours ago was that Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League, is heading for reshoots. So the completed Snyder Cut is going for reshoots here after an injection of $40 million. I'm just playing, guys. I had to get that in there. But nonetheless, the exciting thing about this is we're going to get pictures here in, I think, October. They're heading back for the reshoots of the big three back on screen. Affleck, Gildot, and Cavill all revisiting and reforming that trinity to complete out Snyder's vision of the Justice League. They're also going to be joined, I think, by Ray Fisher here playing Cyborg and completing out, I guess, the story. My my guess here on this, and I'm interested in your guys' input, is that this is probably some end sequence is my guess. I can't imagine them filling in something in between. I, I really want to say that this is like a new ending to the film because I, I don't know what they could be inserting here. I don't imagine it's some sort of big action scene. No word from Ezra Miller or Jason Momoa being back on set. And so it's interesting to see what they're going to inject into this. Sonny, my dude, man, what are your thoughts on these reshoots underway yeah. <laughs> for what will be the four episode miniseries thrown onto HBO max in 2021? Yeah, and this is awesome. Um, you know, my thinking is they had maybe enough footage, but then they're like, let's have four episodes at one hour each. And maybe they were just like a little bit short. So they're like, okay, let's like fill this out. Let's round out so that we have like four completed episodes. Um, and, you know, maybe just like flesh out some stuff that, you know, when, you, when you're selling a $200 million production, it's very hard to put a four-hour movie in theaters, you know, no matter what it is. So for them to um, get, like, the four-hour runtime, man, that that's great. So I'm all for it. Like, whatever needs to be done, I have no idea, like, what the future of this timeline is, to be honest with you. It could be, like, a one-and-done, or it could be insanely popular, and then they're like, okay, let's do, you know – the fourth film in in the Zack Snyder timeline and you know my thinking is they're going to do something where they make it separate um the timeline so they're going to kind of my thinking is they're going to film something and then the timeline will like split off so then they'll be like okay so Zack Snyder's timeline is now with HBO Max and here's you know Ben Affleck here's Henry Cavill here's Gal Gadot and then on the other side it'll be like okay now here's the other timeline and these films will be hopefully released in theaters, um, you know, if we ever get theaters back again. But you know what I mean? Like then Ezra Miller's Flash and Aquaman 2 and um, and that sort of thing. So that's kind of what I'm thinking is that they're going to make that split. And maybe like in Flashpoint, it'll be like even more permanent or more pronounced. But that's kind of like I think they're kind of like going forward to that route. But man, I'm so there like more stuff like Zack Snyder's directing again and he's directing, you know, justice league again i never thought i'd say those words you know like i never thought like when he was like taking the the dawn of the dead sequel what is it i can't remember with the film he's shooting for netflix dead of the day or i don't i don't, I can't remember but like man i'm this is just crazy it's just crazy like you just never say never if 2020 has taught me anything it's never say never and <laughs> never say never 
That is very true. <laughs> Troy, man, you, you've been yeah, a man. huge supporter of this from, from day yeah. one. And yeah. the excitement level here to get the big three back behind the lens of, of a Zack Snyder camera. It's yeah. got to be exciting, man. Absolutely, man. I can say, you know, um, it's never been so good to be wrong before. I remember, well, it's kind of wrong, kind of right. But I remember where I was like, I think it was that San Diego Comic-Con. And I was like, Affleck's done. Like, that's it. This is this is the last time he's Batman. And, and it was, but he's back again. And I'm so, so happy. I'm so happy this guy's back. I'm so glad we got the big three coming back. And I'm kind of with Sonny. I kind of feel like maybe they are doing some kind of like um, ending scene a little bit here. And maybe they are kind of splitting it off. Um, maybe because there's been a lot of hype and a lot of positive hype that um, by doing so, they can kind of spin it off to the point where maybe we are going to get an Affleck series. Um, it'd be probably easier for him to work in his schedule. Um, plus, we do know that he's showing up in the Flash film as well yeah. with uh, with Carlos's uh, Keen side by side. So, <laughs> Um, yeah, I think it's probably some new stuff and who knows, maybe there's an unknown, maybe there's an unknown Green Lantern, maybe they're filming some of that too to go alongside with the three to set up something else. I mean, that, that could be a lot of fun. Um, Ray Fisher's involvement. I don't know. Um, his situation to me is, is really no different than, uh, than Flash himself. Cause I don't know what's going on with both those guys, but for the reshoots, I'm just totally excited. I mean, we're getting Gal Godot yeah. and Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck together. Like I'm just... I'm so hyped, and um, and I, mean, I guess we'll get into more stuff later too, some more DC stuff as well, I think. But um, just for that simple fact alone, man, I'm totally, totally on board. I don't know if it's be like, would it possibly be like beginning filming two of the of the series of the show or the movie? Because it's obviously the beginning of Justice League, Henry's uh, oh, yeah. beard or mustache was that whole situation. So I don't know, <laughs> but I guess well, I think not really I think around Zach said that he's not like using any footage from right. the theatrical cut from Josh that Josh Whedon shot. So right. I think we won't have any issues with that. Yeah, yeah. So ah, yeah. No, I'm ah, I'm so excited, man. I can't wait for this thing to drop. I need HBO Max like right now to drop this right now. Yeah, well, we've got, we've got a few weeks yet here and some post-production yeah. to get through for yeah. sure. Yeah. But we it will be there for consumption sometime in 2021 for sure. What about you, Carlos, man? It's it's a uh, almost like a bittersweet moment here. We're getting kind of the Justice League revisited here, and it's it's great to see Cavill back in that suit. Man, it's, it's the same drum I've always been beaten with everything related to this corner of the DC universe. I just want to see those characters acquitted well and be done justice. So, yeah, if these uh, reshoots or pickups or whatever they are are to make the product stronger, like I think they'll be little pieces to shore up the narrative and really transform it from being the originally conceived movie into being uh, the miniseries format. So I don't know that we'll get anything major, but that's just kind of my my gut instinct. But I hope that they use this to make the best version of Mm -hmm. whatever Zack Snyder's Justice League is going to be. Probably the thing I'm most excited for is, you just alluded to it, is Henry Cavill back in the suit, right? And I don't know if we're going to touch on the rumors or whatnot in a second here, but... um, yeah, I'm I'm jazzed about that. Like Gal's locked up as Wonder Woman for a while. I I, I think Ben's kind of done. Who knows? Anadarmus might have put new pep in his step. So <laughs> maybe. But like, even if nothing happens with that, I got the Batman, so I'm good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just Cavill putting on that cape again. It, it 
takes me places. So yeah, just <laughs> don't use this time and money and effort to put some nonsense thing in this movie or some weird ending that's going to alienate people. Use it well. <laughs> put your mark on this thing. Give us the greatest Justice League product that yeah. you can muster without getting lost in the sauce. That's yeah. all I ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you, man. And Troy, I think the thing you were alluding to here was was it Cavill maybe back in a big way? Yes. yes. Yeah. So the rumors are, are kicking around Twitter and that that Cavill si- Cavill has signed on to a multi-film deal. I'm not sure if it's a film or if it's a couple cameos in a film. This is a bit of conjecture and a bit of rumor, but it seems to be coming from a real place. I would think like. Cavill seems to be recommitted to the character. If he's committed to coming back here for the Zack Snyder Justice League, I don't see why they wouldn't extend that out. Even, you know, The Rock has really been hyping the idea of a Black Adam versus Superman. You know, there's some connection, deep, deep connection between those two guys on a more personal and business level. So to me, I think they're real. Like, Troy, like, is, is you know, this kind of a good indication that, that Cavill and that those rumors are in fact true i think so i'm hoping so i mean um if you'd have to take that contract of whatever he signed on whether it's solo projects or or features you'd have to imagine it's it's the i was gonna say shazam (laughs) Uh, you'd have to imagine it's the black adam uh, versus superman you gotta have that going on it's been hyped so much um and honestly i mean i think apart from affleck it's it's cavill that's really been the the most imposing um physically hero oh, yeah. that we've had in the DCU to see him go up against the rock just makes way more sense than um the guy that's all padded up uh, what's his name uh, <laughs> Wait, but you can't Shazam? have a black Shazam? adam movie like him battling heroes without him battling Shazam yeah like, that would will, be like having a joker to. movie <laughs> well that'd be like having a joker movie and have him fighting the flash like, it just doesn't make sense like I guarantee you Zachary Levi will be in the black adam yeah, movie fighting black he just adam needs like Superman's help for sure well, I mean, we could all yeah. use Superman's help, right? <laughs> no, but no, all, think all, about all, how easy Batman Returns would have been if Superman was there. Batman '89, <laughs> if Superman was there, right? Like he—he's just using his Rolodex. That's just good, you know. And he even got him to come to the school, so of course he's gonna come fight Black Adam with them. Yeah, no, but I'm excited for that though. I think that there's a lot of hype there, and who's the best guy, like the best hype man ever right now? It's it's The Rock, yeah. hands down. So I mean, to have him, I think there could be. I mean, not on par with BVS, because obviously when you hear Batman versus Superman, that's big. But when you hear The Rock versus Superman, pretty big too. Special really big. moment. And good this yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I'm totally in for that. And then, you know, depending on whatever uh, agreements they've worked out with uh, Abrams, because I remember he was rumored too to direct um, the Superman, the new, the next feature Superman film. So if Henry Cavill and him are working together, I'd be totally on board to see what those do. Those two could whip up. So uh, who knows? I feel like there's just a new um, pun intended, a new rebirth uh, into the DCEU with these heroes coming back, these actors coming back. And um, it's like a, almost like a soft reboot in a sense. Yeah. I'm totally in for it. Yeah. And it's really this like this massive expansion scope that that DC has been really putting into effect for the last six months or so. We praised DC a lot in the last little while here because yeah. of the moves they have been making in all avenues of the content they're producing from 
the DC Comics IP. And it, it continues to grow here, guys, especially on HBO Max. Not only do we have Zack Snyder's Justice League dropping next year, but announced today revealed that HBO Max will be having a full episode order for a spinoff show of a character that resides within James Gunn's new upcoming Suicide Squad movie, and it's going to be focused in around Peacemaker. This is John Cena's character, the guy that we walked around and he, or we saw walking around on set there, and that he explicitly said is Captain America, but a douchebag. (laughs) Those are John Cena's words, guys. And so we will be getting a show based in around the origins of this character played by John Cena here, and it will be dropping in 2021. So very much like the MCU, the DC film universe is also embracing this new digital space, this direct-to-consumer service that is expanding the narrative and expanding the stories of characters here. It makes me very, very excited to see something like this that is also being written and partially directed by James Gunn. You know, he had some spare time on his hands, so... He wrote a show for HBO Max <laughs> for a character, very James Gunn s. But this is this is really cool, Carlos. Like seeing something like this just kind of flashed up. They've got this great title card, which is you know a, an explicit here. It's Peacemaker, and it really tells a story as to what this is going to be on HBO Max, which they will push the adult content of it, and probably it's not really chained down too much as far as the boundaries that it had to stay in. You got James Gunn writing this thing. You know, it's going to be a little bit out there, but it's to see something like this to come to fruition on HBO max really spells out what potential there is for this. Cause we've also got the Matt Reeves stuff, the Gotham focused stuff coming there too. So mm-hmm. it's crazy what they're embracing here, but what, what, what's your take on peacemaker coming to HBO max? Oh dude, I'm there for it. Like I think it's amazing because James Gunn said, DC just kind of threw it out there. Hey, do you want to make a show? (laughs) And he's like, yeah, I'd love to make a show. And that was all they asked. They didn't say, we want you to make a Harley Quinn show. We want you to make a Black Manta show. We want you. They're just like, yeah, if you want to make a show, we'll back you making a show. And he was passionate about doing Peacemaker, who has some pretty interesting tropes to him and some pretty timely themes as far as some of the political sentiments out there. So, I think it'll be awesome. Like, I think he'll be able to do something interesting. I'm always going to endorse a project that a filmmaker or a director is passionate about. Um, So that seems to be the case with this one. John Cena is a huge star, and giving him a vehicle like this is a coup for HBO Max. So, yeah, I think think it's awesome. And, like, why not? Eight episodes, what do you got to lose, right? You get a lot of eyeballs on your service, and I imagine something like Peacemaker will be relatively cost effective to make as well so mm-hmm. yeah, i think it's a smart move and uh i'm all for giving a talented guy like james gunn some runway to play with yeah i, I totally agree here it's the, the talent involved in this is again next level you, you think of tv and you often think of things that are low cost no big movie stars and you know the everyone attached to this stuff usually is is great and, but you always see somewhat of a quality degradation and with these new streaming services, the money being pumped into them, you're seeing massive talents move from the big screen down into this traditional TV scope, which is awesome. This episodic sort of nature of the storytelling and bringing in characters from the film universes to continue stories or provide an origin story in this case. Sonny, you, you're, you're in on HBO Max. You've already stated that right up front here. <clears throat> 
but mm-hmm. but seeing the continued expansion of the DC film universe into HBO Max has got to be very exciting for you. Oh, oh yeah, like it's so refreshing to see that like WB is realizing that DC is their most important like property. You know, it's used to be treated like so poorly. It's like, oh, we'll make a Batman film and we'll make a Batman <laughs> film and we'll make a Batman film. You know, but like now Here like we go. they're like <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm not going to get on this rant again. But, you know, they, they're finally realizing that, like, anything goes. And, like, DC is hot right now. And so they're like, okay, give me more DC content. Like, they also, you know, had the Harley Quinn show that's moving to HBO Max. And then Peacemaker. And as you mentioned, like, the Gotham show with um, um, with Matt Reeves there. Like, it's just everything is just up for grabs. And everything that they're putting out has been excellent. You know, it's just like, I, I think like my biggest worry is me finding the time to consume all this because there's like a lot of content that's coming out and I know some stuff's going to fall through the cracks, uh, but I'll, I'll eventually get to it. But for me, you know, I, I'm there for everything. Like, man, you could give me like a, like a Kite Man show or a Polka Dot Man show or a Condiment King show and I'll be like, yeah, like a Condiment King show, that would be hilarious. Like I would watch the hell out of that. So it's all, it's all gravy, my man. Yeah, it's it's really great to see the embracing of all this. And you're right, 2021, if the world does shift back to a relatively normal space, is going to be a crazy year. So not only do we have most of the movies shifting there, but a lot of these TV shows are going to be releasing in this year. And so it's a good thing that we have a weekly podcast here. Otherwise, <laughs> we, we would have a hard time finding the time because this at least gives us an excuse to tell the spouses, no, I have to watch this because we're reviewing on the podcast this week. It's for my job. <laughs> it's for, it's for yeah, my it's job. for my second job. How much money did you make at this job? You can't put a price on happiness. No. <laughs> but Troy, the Peacemaker, he's, it's not the most obvious choice of a show mm-hmm. to go to HBO Max to spin out of the DC film universe, but maybe that's a good thing. You know, maybe doing something this offbeat with a guy like James Gunn is a good thing. That's the way I'm looking at it. Mm-hmm. How do you perceive something like Peacemaker not being, like I said, the obvious choice, but something that we're definitely going to get here in 2021? Yeah, uh, not, not really feeling this one. It, uh, it doesn't do much for me except for the fact that it's uh, James Gunn. Um, yeah. When it comes to John Cena, I think he's great in the ring. Um, but I haven't found anything outside of that impressive. I didn't like him in Bumblebee, and I love Bumblebee, but I, I found him pretty weak in Bumblebee. Um, but did you see him? Could you hmm? see him? No. Bad, bad man. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> you know what, though? But, you know, I could have said the same thing about Dave Bautista before um, – you know, joining forces with James Gunn, and we got one of the best performances out of him. He really knew how to work with him and, and bring out some of the cool, um, I guess, acting chops that we never even knew that he had when he was playing, um, how did I forget, Drax. So, um, you know, that could very well work again here. But, I mean, if you were to tell me after seeing Guardians 1 that you're going to do a Drax show, I would totally be on board because I've, I kind of know what I'm getting. I don't know what I'm going to be getting out of John Cena yet. So... If they announced this after seeing the movie and I was like, well, he's great. He's funny in that movie. Then I'd be all on board. But because I just don't know anything, one, about Peacemaker and two, what he brings to the table of this movie. I'm just like, OK, it's a, it's a wait and see. It's, it's James Gunn that's definitely driving yeah. it for me here and not so much uh, Cena. So, 
Well, we'll he, see. He carries that prowess as a creator that it's like, yeah, I'm going to go see that. Kind of, we talked about this mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, like a guy like Nolan. Spielberg or Nolan. Yeah. yeah. It's like, that is the draw into this. Yeah. And I think it's exciting. And if anyone can do something great with John Cena and Peacemaker, it's a character-focused director like James Gunn. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's writing this thing. He's put the time, the effort into it. So that I agree with you. That's where my confidence level in yeah. this comes from is definitely James Gunn. And, you know, John Cena, I didn't watch him too much in the in the wrestling world. I was a little bit out at that point. But he, I look at his career pro- progression. I'm trying to parallel a little bit to The Rocks, where mm-hmm. The Rocks early on stuff isn't that great compared no. to his later stuff before he really embraced the character he was on screen mm-hmm. in like the fast and the furious stuff and the, the Jumanji stuff and all that. And so I'm hoping that this is kind of John Cena's turning point. Right. Mm-hmm. And that he starts to embrace the character that he is. Cause he's kind of leaned into a bit of like the military man and he's yeah. had some comedy movies and his timing just isn't quite there yet. Like it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's progressing. Yeah. Um, but you could say that about The Rock and some of his early stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. that, you know, the Tooth Fairy is a solid movie, <laughs> and I'll stick by that movie, Tim, okay? He played hockey in that movie. I was going to say, that is that the hockey one? Good movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, I, I'm really looking forward to, to really embracing the digital end here because, you know, as we go into our last topic for tonight, it's, it's about more of that on the Marvel side of things, the MCU. Just before we get okay, into the yeah. MCU, though, to go back to Henry Cavill and the, what we were talking about with The Rock supporting it. So The Rock and Henry Cavill share an agent, being Danny Garcia, and she posted on her Instagram a Boss Logic picture of Superman flying in the clouds. Yes. And it just says, hope never left. So yes. I hope that that means what we think it means because that was go. on the same day that those rumors hit about him signing. It was a three-picture deal in the in the little bit of homework I was doing there. So yeah. I like it's, it. I, it's, it's coming, man. Like, yeah. Cavill, like, I will say it. He's back. He's yeah. back, baby. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Hey, we, we spoke the Black Adam Superman crossover into into the into existence, existence on this podcast. We better so. get EPs, man, on that. I nope. need a credit on to my the name. On the Big King TV show, I'm speaking that into existence. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. But anyways... Back to you, Timbo. Sorry. Back to the MCU. You know, this is a franchise that we haven't spent a lot of time talking about. But last week, we finally got our first tangible news, really, with the casting of Kang the Conqueror. And this week, we had a whole bunch more news that we're going to juggle and toss into next week, including She-Hulk casting, Miss Marvel directing. But all of that has some relatively similar thread running through it, and that is the focus on Disney Plus and the releases that are happening in the MCU because we got word today, again, guys, this is why we had this like crazy changing schedule that Black Widow has been delayed until May 2021. And this pushes out, like that's a full year delay now on that film. And this pushes Eternals to, I believe, November of next year. And this really does shove out Shang-Chi and everything is being jostled and juggled around here into 2021, which is going to really compress stuff. And so we're not going to see an MCU movie, guys, until next May. And that, that, is, that is a bit frustrating, I think. You know, some of us had our, our fingers crossed that Black Widow might fall onto Disney Plus with the success of Mulan that was really, again, reiterated this week. You know, some people are talking that thing had what would have been equivalent to a $260 million opening weekend domestically based off the the net capital that Disney would have taken home from some of the estimates that are out there. 
for the, the purchasing of that premium VOD stuff. So it's interesting that they've made this decision. And Carlos, I know you were saddened by this because not only is this being kicked out, but we saw Wonder Woman, you know, kicked down the road again to mm-hmm. Christmas Day of all times, which for me personally <laughs> isn't the greatest day for a movie release. But Same. Yeah. It's about as close as you're going to get to 2021 release, you know, or at least staying in 2020. So, you know, it, it's it's hard to see both of these big tentpole films, what we had called the what would have been the two biggest films of the year and a really cool year because both of them being female led, female directed. It, it was an exciting time for those films. But now because of everything happening, they're being tossed down the road a little bit. And I'm not still not confident we're going to see Wonder Woman 84 in 2020. And yeah, man. Well, it became real for me when for the first time in probably 18 months, two years, my wife's phone wallpaper changed from a Wonder Woman 84 image to just a Jim Lee Wonder Woman image. So it was just like the, the that was the day the music died kind of thing. So <laughs> I, I was like, yeah, the, the hype train is slowed all the way down. But um yeah, it is what it is. To be honest with Black Widow, my biggest disappointment is that they didn't do a dynamic release for it on that uh, October date that was coming up with both a theatrical and a Disney Plus release simultaneous and just let the chips fall where they may make your money where you can and off you go kind of thing. Like, Obviously, our perspective is a bit skewed being Canadians because our... Uh, situation with the pandemic is different and and whatnot but yeah I, I think that they could have made some hay if they had released it but you know they have smarter minds and better access to the real numbers than than I do so there must have been some logic as to why they pushed that movie to 2021 but I don't know I, I think people are kind of hungry for some A-list content right now and would have paid the money for it and in retrospect, I don't know that Tenet and Mulan were the best um, so. gauges of what you could have made with that. Like, if Mulan did two hundred million profit for Disney, guaranteed, like Black Widow would be knocking at three, if not four, type of thing. Because yeah. your audience is just that much bigger for it. So, yeah, it's a it's a disappointment for sure, and. Yeah, I don't know. Like the cynic in me wants to say that Disney pushed it so that they could save the theatrical experience because that thing would have come out on Disney Plus on that premier access. It would have made a pile of money and the theaters would have been DOA because at that point in time, why bother, right? (laughs) Yeah, and it comes sometimes down to, like you're saying, there's preservation of of that experience, which we're all in favor of. And me a little less so because I, I like this this new embracing of the digital platform and that, but I don't want the theatrical experience to go away. And if this is a way of preserving that and saving that, then I'm okay with this. I would really like to see that movie, to be honest with you. Um, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it because we've got <laughs> some really great stuff coming here in the Disney Plus arena, which is, is exciting because we were talking last week even about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier about – the question mark on that, but we are, they're back at filming. It was supposed to have been released this past October or, or this coming October or even previous to that. I think there were some rumors between August and September even, but that's clearly not happening. And we had originally thought that WandaVision was going to be pushed out even further, but Disney announced kind of just sporadically in a small little vignette trailer 
that it was indeed coming soon to Disney+. Plus. There's not an exact date, but WandaVision is coming out in 2020, which, to be honest with you, shocked me when I saw that. I, I figured that, okay, maybe they're going to release like three episodes and the following three or four would come out in 21 once they got time or once they got back to filming. But apparently this thing is, I guess, done. And they filmed a lot of it. And we got our first trailer, our first poster, which is which was pretty cool. It was something that was extremely unexpected. But it seems that the hiatus in MCU news has really come to an end because everything does seem to be slowly ramping up here. So, Troy, let, let's touch on this trailer and the implications for the MCU really shifting a lot of focus over to Disney Plus with the reveal today that all those movies have been shoved out way into 21. So this is the next thing we're going to see from the MCU. So what are your high-level thoughts on some of this Disney Plus focus? And then more particularly on the trailer here, on WandaVision. I know this hasn't been something that has really hit you where... Mm-hmm your excitement level is fever pitch or anywhere near that. But does, does the trailer and the refocusing on Disney plus does that, does anything change for you here? Yeah. Well, I think it's kind of, uh, it's kind of like, I don't want to say a blessing in disguise, but it's kind of like a, a move for Disney that kind of works out. I feel like by them throwing in wonder, wonder vision, wonder vision, wonder vision. By them doing that, you, you one kind of get to please the audience like myself. That's kind of been like, not let down by Disney plus, but kind of like, man, where's like the original content yeah. here? Cause like the library is awesome, but we got Hamilton, we got clone Wars season seven and we got Mandalorian and everything else has kind of been like, I'm, I'm starving. You know, I'm going over to uh, Amazon Prime and Netflix, and it's been great. But mm-hmm. here now, this is kind of a nice way to give us one more thing before we end the year with original content. And um, two, like, isn't isn't um, Falcon and Winter Soldier's done, right? Like, that whole no, thing's wrapped up? They're back <clears throat> filming it. They're back right filming now, it. Right now, yeah. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, like, I wonder if it's like a strategy of theirs, if they were, like, holding on f- – of releasing that because it kind of goes hand to hand with Black Widow. Like maybe Black Widow is meant to come out and then you're meant to watch uh, Winter Soldier or um, sorry, Falcon and Winter Soldier. But I guess that's not the case. Um, either way, no, I'm, I'm glad we're getting something because, you know, having that gap of since Far From Home of the MCU. Oh, it's, it's, gap. it's gonna it's, be it's almost massive. two years. <laughs> it's massive. It's I feel like we're all gonna be snapped by the time we uh come back into <laughs> yeah. these, these other properties. So um no I'm glad we are getting something. It's cool. Uh the trailer itself, this this is definitely like the best thing I've seen come out of this whole this is the most thing that I've been like hyped for, I guess now with um WandaVision. Um I like what we're getting. I'm still not like blown away because I have no idea what we're to expect. Yeah. <laughs> I have some idea of like what's going on, you know, just being like House of M and you yeah. know her power set, probably what's happening. Um but it's cool, man. It's it, it's it's pretty cool. I, I like how they poke fun at the uh the campy costumes from mm, Wanda. That's awesome. Vision obviously um, and then, you know, it's, it's kind of neat, too. It's a full circle. Like, when you go back to First Avenger, obviously, we had Cap in his, you know, his original mm-hmm. costume, too. So, it's kind of neat that the MCU kind of throws those little things in there. But, um, no, all around, I mean, I, I'm, I'm totally in. I wasn't expecting this to come out this year. So, I'm glad that we are getting it. And um, I guess we have no idea how many episodes. Six Probably episodes. Six episodes. Okay. So, pretty pretty short. 
pretty sure. Yeah. And and the rumor is this is meant to lead into at least you can watch this and it'll kind of set up for um the Doctor Strange sequel. Yeah, Multiverse Mask. Feige was pretty explicit in saying that this will lead into that and Wanda herself will have a role in the Multiverse of Madness, yeah. which isn't going to come out until like 2022 or whenever it comes right. out now. So it's going to be quite yeah. a distance between these two properties, which my guess wasn't the original plan. Right. But, but at least it's episodic, so we can always go back. Exactly. Right? So and revisit some of this, yeah. which is going to be pretty cool. And it's, to be honest with you, this being the first foray into Disney Plus wasn't my expectation. It was supposed to be the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Right. But this trailer, this tra- trailer excited me. Mm-hmm. It, it gave me a good impression as to the quality of what this is going to be. Like vision is, is film quality mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. series. We can see a quick shot of him there and it's, it's Marvel's probably most unorthodox ad- adventure into storytelling, you know, really abruptly shaking off this hero's journey type of narrative and diving into something that is going to be completely different. Now, Sanjay, you are fresh off this trailer man like, yeah man y- your eyes were on it only at the start of this episode really <laughs> we had to take a quick break before we started so we could consume this thing so give us like that first impression man you've had about an hour to digest it but you know given that it is quite a departure from what we're used to seeing in the mcu is this something that you're gonna willfully embrace here as part of the greater story that they're gonna start to cons- or start to build in phase four of the mcu yeah man like this looks pretty cool it looks like something that you know you haven't really seen before from superhero films or superhero tv where it's more like uh looks like more like character driven more relationship based as opposed to action based and um i think this looks cool like i think it'll be like hopping through the different eras and the different kinds of sitcoms so you know, I love like the old school sitcom. So I think, you know, this is right up my alley and Kitty from that 70s show is in it. So (laughs) that's always a win, man. (laughs) I love that show. And I think this is going to be awesome. man. This is going to be cool. It's going to be different. It's going to be fresh. And I'm all about that. You know, you got to keep, you know, keep the genre fresh. And this is totally going to do that. And I think it looks cool. Like um, Elizabeth Olsen, man, she's a terrific actress. Uh, She's in this one movie. I can't remember the name of it now, but it is one of the scariest movies I've ever seen in my life. Um, so check it out. Um, but yeah, man, this, this thing looks cool. <laughs> Great pitch for that movie. <laughs> I can't remember. I think it's called Silent House or something. But the whole premise of that movie is that it's one continuous shot. So, you know, like in horror films, when you like build up the tension and then they cut away and then you kind of like ease back up into the tension. This film, you have that like high tension. The whole, it's just nice. one continuous shot in this haunted house, and it's freaky as hell, man. Nice. Like that movie scared me. <laughs> so, you're getting a Disney Plus for this, man. We're gonna review it here in like three months. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, it's like if I got Disney Plus, I like I'm not just gonna get it for like just one show. Like it's got to be like more to it. You know what I mean? Like it's not like you know, it, it, this thing looks cool and cool and whatnot, and I definitely want to check it out. But uh, it's like I want to check it out without paying for it, <laughs> if you know what I mean. But like, if, if like if I'm paying for my cable, right? Like they should air this like once a week on like ABC, right, or something that they also just, have. Just think Maybe. of it this way: it's one seventh of a steelbook for one month of Disney Plus, <laughs> or one fifth. I'll get it for. Like I'll get the one month free trial, binge this whole thing, and then we can. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there's free trials, right? I'm no. sure there is. No, there's I not. I think there is. Is there no like a you, seven day you, trial? You, well, you get it for a week, but after you put in your credit card information, so it's like. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I have you, you fifty-two get it for like different 50, names. 
You get it 52 for 52 different weeks. credit cards and 52 different names, so I can get it for a whole year now. <laughs> Say hello to Sanjel Miguel. <laughs> oh man well guys let's jump in, jump into some of the detail here of this trail it's a very short trailer only a minute and a half which is i guess maybe par for the course for something like this where you don't want to give away too much and one of the things that the construction of this trailer allowed was that it didn't give away anything a lot of people walked away from this being like yeah i want to watch this but i have literally no idea what's going on and I think, Troy, you really hit the nail on the head. For those that have read House of M and understand what kind of went on there with the idea of altered reality and Wanda losing control of her powers, this is seems to be, even the title, you know, Wanda Vision, right? You know, I know it is the two characters, but Wanda's vision is, is very explicitly spelt out there in the title. And it's kind of cool how... We've seen some of this 50s, leave it to be there, Beaver, Warden, June Cleaver style of almost like bewitched. There's almost a scene there where she kind of almost like wiggles her nose and his face changes, right? And so they, I, I like that. But there's this cool moment that we haven't really been exposed to. And it's the moment when we see this perfect life quickly deteriorate with the guy pounding on the table and them not remembering what's going on. And I, I really like how you start to get a good feel for what this is going to be. You know, we've been talking about this for what feels like a couple of years now, and we've always thought that this is the direction it's going. And this trailer did point at that. And so taking those cues from house of M and building Wanda into that Bendis era, Wanda, right? Where she really became a, a centerpiece of storytelling and Wanda herself in this could really move in that direction if they embrace those storylines. And so it's cool to see that progression there. And the thing too, like Troy, we have to talk about this. Hmm. It's it's I love the idea that they've they've thrown in these costumes, right? Just randomly hmm. Halloween, right? As yeah. to the the original Scarlet Witch and the original vision look. It's pretty cool. <laughs> those are hilarious. Yeah. No, that's a stand up <laughs> for sure. I'd say that trailer. <laughs> yeah. So this this kind of skipping through the eras of, of TV, we see a very brief moment where it seems like everything just starts to fade in. And the poster itself that they released also alludes to this. And this almost goes to Wanda losing a bit of control as to what's going on. And so I like that aspect. Carlos, like, are you seeing kind of the same things here that it's a, probably about Wanda losing a bit of control you know, we see her at the end of Endgame doing some, you know, major, major stuff with, with Thanos, but she's also dealing with the death of Vision and a lot of things and a lot of, of real consequences from those two films and is really going to see the fallout here with Wanda and some uncertainty with her power set and her overall stability. Yeah, man. And to be honest, like, yeah, um, House of M is one set of things that I think influences this, but I also feel that like I got a sense that it was kind of a mirror version of Tom King's vision miniseries mm -hmm. in which yep. Yep. vision tries to set up this life for himself, but just the circumstances and the reality of who he is and what he's all about undoes that for him. So I think it's going to be a bit of the same trope, except Wanda's going to be kind of that focused character who's trying to put back the pieces of her life or create a new life for herself in the wake of Endgame. Um, but yet 
because of who she is and what she's all about and the influences on her life, it comes undone type of thing. So yeah, I'm jazzed for this. To be honest, like I was all, always kind of interested in it, but this trailer really, really sold me because this feels like the freshest, most out-of-the-box thing that the MCU has mm-hmm. done since Ragnarok. And even Ragnarok was something that um, was on a bit of an island, right? in the pantheon of their films. So yeah, like the creativity and the risks that they seem to be taking, I'm there for it. So yeah, this one has my full support. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty stoked for it, to be honest with you. Like I was always going to watch it, but now I'm genuinely counting down days to see it type of thing. Yeah. And not just because everything else got pushed to 2021. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's exciting. And I agree with you. This whole departure from, you could, at, in some cases, argue a bit more of a formula, formulaic take on, on films, right? They know what works. And yes, there's deviations from that all over the place, but it is really about that, that journey for the hero. And this seems to be taking and, and throwing all that out mm-hmm. and doing something that's so character-focused, too. That's what I love about this Disney Plus stuff is it's going to give a chance to the characters that found themselves growing inside of Avengers films, which are already big films to begin with. But Wanda really, you know, her big takes are Age of Ultron, Civil War, Endgame, Infinity War. Like, she didn't really find herself progressing. You know, it's in the same fashion as as Black Widow, right? Like, her arc is built into crossover films. And this is the first time we're going to get to see both of these characters really expand and and have a story that's centered around them in a major way, which I really love that. And I, I, to be honest with you, I find that if we can't have Black Widow, I'm I'm happy to have WandaVision be the first film yeah. here or first MCU property debut in Phase Four. Like I think it's it's going to be great to see the progression of of that character and even Vision. You know, a character that we did see die in Infinity War there, and who have always been banking of this illusion in Black Panther One, I believe to this AI that Shuri was creating, that they were going to just shove something different back into Vision. But it's going to be interesting how they take his character, right? Is this a character we're going to see again in Avengers film down the road or in the MCU? Or is this a one-off kind of just mental representation of Vision as Wanda's dealing with the fallout from everything? Because there's this really weird scene in there where we get uh, Catherine Hahn, her character in there, and Vision acknowledging or finding out that he's dead and trying to really think through that and him floating up. And this is a scene I was talking about that was extremely cinematic and looking down at the city. And so mm-hmm. I'm equally curious as to what they're going to do with vision in here. Cause this is going to be a Wanda centric story, I think, but what happens to vision and what this means for the character down the road is, is pretty exciting because he's a character that is, you know, a tentpole character now in the MCU and really in the Avengers, like you look back at the history of the Avengers in the comics and it's vision is strung right through this thing. And so I don't think we've seen the last of vision in the MCU proper, but maybe in this altered reality, it's something different. So very, very exciting there. And guys, let's talk about, there's one nice little tease there away and separate from what is probably Wanda's vision. And we got to look at Tiona Paris's Monica Rambeau in this right the little girl from captain marvel all grown up and potentially embracing some of her power sets that we do see her gain 
in the comic books and potentially even a nod to what is rumored to be sword as well kind of these the space version of shield the sentient world observation response department and so this is not only going to be centered around whatever's going on at least i believe in wanda's in wanda's mind but there's also a component that's likely going to take part in the real world as well and so so troy man seeing monica rambeau here potentially sword and having a parallel story of some sort that is going to introduce more characters and more dynamic to the series mm-hmm. is that again, does that build your excitement beyond what we I had originally thought the series is going to be about? Yeah, no, like I think this would be the perfect series to insert these cool little features, right? Whether it's Monica Rambeau's character, maybe being like an agent of sword or because you don't know what's reality, what's real, what's not. Yeah. So you don't know if like in this timeline, she's an agent when they get out of this whole WandaVision, maybe she actually is like the the Captain Marvel that she was originally in like like the Secret Wars era. Um there's a lot of things you could do. You could insert um Quicksilver, like her brother, because yeah. she's gone through so many things, right? So you could have her That's see huge. Quicksilver. You could see her have the the Fox Quicksilver because they own the rights. Like how trippy would that be if you saw the Fox <laughs> Quicksilver, the better silver silver surfer, the better the better uh, Quicksilver Quicksilver. Yeah, man. Evan Evan <laughs> Peters is awesome. Yeah, right. <laughs> so you can see him come through. That that would be nuts. But yeah, I think this is an opportunity where you can you can have fun with it and 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 throw in all these different characters. So uh, who knows? But I just don't know what you take at face value because I feel like at the end yeah. of this whole series, it'll all be flipped over upside down in his head. But we'll have obviously some kind of like gateway into that Doctor Strange uh, movie. So yeah. I don't know. That's that's probably like the biggest selling point for me is to see what they do. Will we see um, Wonder Man pop up? Because obviously, like, oh, if you yes. know, Wonder Man is originally, mm. you know, part of the origin of Vision, right? So could he pop up? Because I think it's like him, Simon. Was it his name, Simon? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So if you had him pop up there, maybe you had the original Human Torch pop up, like like in the Captain America movie, or was it Iron Man Two? I always get that mixed up. By the way, there's so much trippiness you could do playing off of just Vision alone. Uh, that stuff right there excites me, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty wild what you can do because you allude again to the idea that we could have a bunch of cameos. We know Darcy's going to be back in this. Agent Wu is going to be back in this from Ant-Man and the Wasp. So bringing in those characters, and I didn't even think about this, but I will be shocked if Quicksilver was not in this mm-hmm. in some capacity. That makes just perfect sense that he could re-enter the world and yeah. without this being like a big like, oh, what's he doing here, right? And it's we we're seeing DC really do this multiverse stuff, and I think Marvel's going to do it too. And this is a show where I don't know if they're going to lean into the idea of altered reality or alternate reality, but it like you said, it leaves the door open for all kinds of cool little cameos and, and nods to other things, and really, really nods to to the comic books. Yeah, and so like Carlos, man, like with this idea that really anyone can show up in this TV show. Is there, is there a, a room for a Captain Marvel cameo here? You know, we got Monica Rambeau. There's some connection there. Sword, you know, we had some allusion to that at the end of Far From Home with Nick Fury. You know, what what's potentially there? Was that the Skrull Empire? Was that Sword? Who knows? But with the door swung wide open here, any, any predictions for WandaVision? Yeah, I think they're going to do... Big things with Monica Rambeau 
for sure. Like they wouldn't have, she, she had one of the more prominent and yeah. prolonged pieces of this trailer too, right? With her getting sucked through that portal and whatnot. So yeah. And if you think about how many characters and Easter eggs and introductions that they afford us in a two hour movie, they've got six hours here to play with and really flesh things out. So yeah. And to be honest, I'm at a bit of a loss because Troy blew my mind. Cause yeah, I didn't think of it either, but absolutely Quicksilver is going to be in this mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. So yeah, he'll be in there. And if the whole thing's in her head, that's cool. And if it's not, that's cool too. So yeah, I, I suspect this show will do some heavy lifting for what their plans are down the road. And if, Feige's already talked about it factoring into Doctor Strange as much as it did and for Scarlet Witch to take a more prominent role in the MCU that that's cool too so yeah I'm there for it I'm there for it but yeah sorry man I don't have a good prediction because Troy Troy yeah. Troy brought the heat I, I agree I agree <laughs> with you man so you said that I was like whoa that's definitely <laughs> happening like for sure <laughs> <laughs> so very exciting stuff, guys. You know, these digital, these streaming services, these platforms that are really being embraced by the studios and translating these major IPs that we follow here on the podcast into six to nine hour, four hour, whatever it is, shows is extremely exciting and a bit of a relief that we're going to have to see some of this stuff before the end of this year and well into 2021. So, guys, we're going to leave it there for this week. There's lots to pick up for next week. We've got a, a ton of news topics that we did kind of set to the side here that we will pick up in a big way next week, including the follow-up from Hasbro PulseCon, more in this Disney Plus MCU space. And, of course, guys, it's, it's been a lot of DC lately, and we're going to continue to, to, to heap the praise there and revisit some Star Wars stuff because everything is firing on all cylinders, guys. We're, we're coming out of the fog a little bit with some of these franchises, and we're going to be embracing that beyond too, guys. Like We, we have to. We, we love it. Ghostbusters, Jurassic Park, Turtles, whatever it is, we're going to find some time to talk about it because guys it's all about embracing that nerd embracing that positivity and having some fun here each and every week with the crew so guys we look forward to interacting with you guys all the time and you can always be a bigger part of this show by emailing us at the nerdrime at gmail.com you can find us on twitter our handles are at the end of the episode you can find everything that we do over the nerdroom.net as well you can find some of the hunt stuff you know troy carlos myself sonny we're always posting stuff over on instagram just to give you some additional insight as to what we have collected what we have found out on the hunt so make sure to head over there at the nerd rm on instagram and guys another big shout out to our man rob wade for endorsing this podcast over the marshall14.com so head over there and check out everything that he and all the endorsed podcasts are doing guys we got a lot of exciting content coming up here in the next couple of months including another retro review which we will throw a poll up here for in the not too distant future we're going to really hammer down and do another review here just to to fill some of that space if we do have another little void here of course and we love doing movie reviews because we're going to be shy on those this year that is for sure so with all that being said guys until next week for the nerd room i'm tim i'm troy i'm batman and i'm sanjay and thank you guys very much for entering the nerd room this has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts Tim, Troy, Sanjay, and Carlos on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, Sanjabi, and CDN Caped Crusade R. For more content from The Nerd Room, check out TheNerdRoom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you plug in. 
Take your first steps into a larger world and head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find more podcasts from the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Tumbling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Talk Star Wars, Sandcrawler Podcast, Rogue Squadron Podcast, San Diego Sabers Radio Podcast, and the Skyhoppers Podcast. Use the hashtag WeTheNerd to keep up with the latest from the Nerd Room on Instagram and Twitter.